Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, happy Wednesday, November 29, 2023. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife of both Elijah List here and Elijah Streams. It's a video portion of what you're watching right now. We have a great program here with Mike Thompson uh, talking about third heaven uh, revelation. He always has new fresh revelation for the body of Christ and we're going to bring him in in just a few moments. A quick reminder that on Thursday morning we have Donna Rigney so that's always a very very fan favorite as well watched and so don't miss that tomorrow morning. And okay, we want to just do a quick reminder. I don't know, by the way, how many of you saw our last program where we showed the uh, water well that we paid for in the U.S. where we hooked seven houses up that they lost their well and they had no money and they went two years without water, without running water. And so we showed that at the last program. I'm so excited. If you didn't see that, be sure and watch that. It's in the introduction of the last program. So, uh, and then we're going to begin to take our featured stories and put them on our website on the homepage so that you wonder if you missed any of the stories, uh, they will be right there for you. So, all right, time to bring, oh, let's, let's go ahead and run that well spot for you. Thanking you for all the wells that you're helping us dig, both now in overseas and in the United States. Here we go with that. We are celebrating. Why? Because thousands of people cannot access clean water and thousands have given their lives to Jesus because of the clean water wells that have been drilled. You are truly saving lives. You have no idea the peace of mind that you have brought to the mothers in these villages. Now, their young daughters don't have to travel alone for miles and miles to collect water. Instead, they can focus on school and family. Everyone is rejoicing and giving thanks. May God bless you all. Come with me as we go visit one of the mothers that you have impacted. Hello. 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 Hey, I'm here with Pexon's family. Pexon is a mother of eight and she lives with some of her grandchildren. Before the new water wells were drilled in this community, they would walk two hours to the old water source to collect water. It was very hard for them. But now everything has changed because they now have a new water source. Because of you, the water source is just two minutes away from their home. Stories have changed. Thank you for being a blessing. May God bless you. We would like to say thank you. You have impacted so many lives by donating towards the drilling of water wells. But there are still people without access to clean water. Donate today at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Oh, I love all of our spots that we do uh, with the wells. That one is also a favorite, <laughs> excuse me, a favorite of mine. All right, thank you. And here's how you can donate both by mail and, uh, you know, by clicking online. That's not a clickable link. You have to type in ElijahStreams.com slash donate. But uh, thank you for doing that. So, all right, it is time to bring on Mike Thompson. So here we go with Mike. Mike Thompson. Good to see you, Mike. Hi there, Steve. It is so good to see you, brother. It's been a little while. Know, you look good, man. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, we. and by the way, we got hooked up. We were having a little trouble there, wouldn't we? We, The, the people that are just watching, they wouldn't know the difference, but we finally got hooked up, and so here we are. Anyway, it's great. Yeah, it's nice to be with you. Uh, be sure and give our love to CK as well. We don't, she comes on sometimes and sometimes not. So I don't know. We missed her. So, uh, Mike, uh, talk about uh, you've got a plate full here of, of things I want. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I, your book, mention your book here, even though we're, we'll mention it at the end anyway. It's called Third Heaven, what? I, the Third Heaven Authority. I was trying to remember exactly. In other words, you're praying from heaven's perspective. Do me a favor. We're going to do it. Uh, yeah summarize why this book what this book is going to do to, for people so that when they click on it 
at the end on your website, they'll know what they're going to get. Go ahead and talk about it for a few minutes. Oh, exactly. Well, this book, the Lord inspired me to write. And if he inspired me to write it, then it means everybody should read it, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, correct. So, um, it does. It really teaches people how to walk in third heaven authority. In other words, a viewpoint from heaven's perspective, looking down on earth and on all of our situations, our lives, et cetera, rather than from earth and in the struggles, looking up, trying to get uh, heaven to come down in our behest. So in all of that, there's a number of uh, different chapters. For instance, uh, the first one is my first visit to third heaven, then a view from heaven authority on earth as in heaven, levels of spiritual influence, five ways Satan questions your authority, one key to walking in authority, how to keep your faith strong. I'm not reading all of them. I'm just yeah. catching um, uh, warfare in the heavenlies, open vision of the lion's army, encounters with an archangel, and these spiritual blessings are yours. So they really wow. help people uh, I see you've got it on there yeah. uh, in their own prayer life. And and one of the things that I really tried to do through this book is not just teach people how to have spiritual authority in prayer. Uh, that is absolutely wonderful, and we all need to. But what it is is to teach people how to be an authority, walk in authority, exude authority, that put a spring in your step, a confidence in your heart and who you are, and how to allow that authority, spiritual authority, to flow through you into all of the affairs of life so that you can be everything that Jesus created you to be and accomplish everything that he's called you to do. It's a destiny fulfiller. So That's really the book good. is important. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, now, you did say you read one of the titles there about your first visit. Um, it, how many times, I got to ask this because I never ask you this, how many times have you been to heaven where you know you're either in the body or out of the body? How many times have you visited heaven? Probably uh, God initiated where he snatched yeah. me away and took me to heaven, the throne room, etc., is probably about 10 times. Wow. But then, on the very first one, the Lord told me, he said that the Holy Spirit initiates these when I want him to. But he said, you also can initiate. Coming yeah, up. talk about that, because now you got my interest even more so, because yeah. it, here's the reason I say that, because in my brain, he's taking his sweet time initiating it on his end. So as much as it depends on me, tell me what I can do to, to initiate this. Therefore, the, tell the viewers, of course, that's the point here. Yeah, I, I would say two main things. Number one is realize that God wants us to do that. Yeah. Because if we don't have that assurance, then there's no way that we can will really even attempt to. Number two is faith. Faith. Okay. If if he's given me permission, then I'm going to step into that by faith. So many times, Steve, what happens is that I have this variable manifestation of things that happen when I do that and I approach heaven because sometimes I end up in the throne room. Other times I end up in the spirit. Other times um, it's like there's an angelic encounter and visitation. Uh, so they're all varying degrees of what I call heaven, which are the heavenlies in Scripture. Yeah. Um, and, and so the, the Spirit of the Lord is there, and I think it, our viewers can experience those kind of encounters with God. I, I want to ask you this now, following up on that, because I know you're a seer. You've been a seer probably most of your life. I don't know, but... You're a seer, and so it seems rather easy for you to go places and be somewhere else, whereas there's people like me, a pretty left brain, where there are very few and far between where I have those experiences, um, not for lack of trying. So talk to people who are not seers and who don't easily go somewhere. They want to begin to experience. Tell them, say if you will, a prayer that they could begin to pray before waiting on the Lord to see if there's something like yeah. that. Give me, just give them a prayer, if you will. Oh, I gladly will. A little bit of exhortation. Yeah. I believe that everybody who is born again spiritually by birth has the ability to walk in the supernatural because you are a spiritual being that is housed in this spiritual, this physical earth suit. 
And so it should be a natural, supernatural experience for all believers according to their own gifts. Um, and so basically it is beginning to learn how to pick up on those spiritual senses. Some people will see things more. Some people will hear things more. Probably the biggest thing that I can say, I think the most important is don't look for the Hollywoodized big. I mean, you know, that God's just going to grab you and against your will, you know, he's going to jerk you into this uh, full on vision. Yeah. It's, it's the still small voice of the Lord. It's Good. these little nuances that you begin to pick up on and then you focus and you go, oh, was that me? Was that the Lord? Okay, Lord, uh, what are you trying to show me? And then you develop this by experience. I think that because I've been doing it for so many years, Steve, yeah. you know what it's like, yeah. is that it becomes easier and easier. You know, I can just like that. I'm in the spirit and I'm picking yeah. up on things because I've been doing it for over When you know exactly years. how it feels and you know exactly what the nuances of is when it, when you begin to feel a certain way you know you're close to to pop in you know somewhere else there must be elements of that and so but that comes with practice and then, and then the more you know the tiniest little feeling you go you would probably say oh here we go right it's like once you practiced it that's it it's just yeah. catching it oh i saw something i heard yeah. something good what you know, and then just focus on that for a second. Yeah. And then just begin to develop it by practice. One of the things that I could add to that is is not only practice in uh, actually catching what the Spirit of the Lord is trying to show you, say to you, et cetera, you know, the voice of God. But also, um, I began to learn over a process of time exactly how those giftings operated through me. And that was only by experience. Because yeah. sometimes the Lord would show me, okay, here's an example. When it comes okay. to, um, like, uh, I would say words of knowledge. Yeah. I would pick up words of knowledge on people. Well, I would begin to feel this feeling kind of like, you know, if you were to hit your elbow yeah. and, you know, your funny bone, and it would kind of tingle. I begin to feel those in various parts of my body. And so, okay, I'd step out. Is there anybody that has this situation? Or if I'm talking to somebody, I would ask them. And they'd go, well, yeah. Ah, okay. That's it then. But I began to notice things like, for instance, if I felt it, I can feel it on any of my organs, any parts of my body, anything. If I felt it on the top of my stomach, then the person that I was praying for had an ulcer or pre-ulcer condition. If I felt it on the bottom of my stomach, then it probably was more of a digestive tract issue. Okay, right. And, and you see what I mean? Yeah. But that only comes by experience. Just stepping and practice and, and probably a lot of practice. trial and error, right? It, there's a, you know, when yeah. you first felt something, it was trial and error to say, does somebody have this or does somebody have that, right? You know, exactly. When they said, well, I don't have this, but I have that. And you, that helps you identify what you're feeling. Yeah, That's it. And then when it happens a second time the exact same way, then it's like, ah, okay. That's the way the Holy Spirit talks to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And, and uh, it's probably pretty safe to say that the language that the Lord uses with you is probably significantly different then he's going to use with the guy on your right or the guy on your left. You're probably not going to all feel the same manifestations. I mean, you could, but you've got specific things God does with you, right? And that's, I think you're, is that right? That is totally correct. Yes. And everybody's that way. We're all individual. Yeah. And so there are many languages of the spirit. And uh, the way that he communicates is visually, audibly, feelings, impressions, um, angels that appear. I, and so we just have to wade in and learn, but it's there for all of us. Yeah. So why don't good. I pray for the people right now? Yeah, go for it. Yes, please do. If you would like to hear the voice of God more distinctly, then I pray for you in mm. the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, that you would teach each and every person, every listener right now, the ways that you show them 
what their gifting is, the languages that you will use and carry them through. And so I ask not only that the Spirit of God do that, but as a prophet of God, I mm -hmm. speak, please, into your life now. Shift yeah. into the supernatural, and you are going to hear it. Take it by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Good. Good, good. All right. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate that, Mike. All right. Well, let's start at the top of your list of what you want to share today. I've got some notes here. I'll follow along. Oh, absolutely. Well, the first thing I wanted to do is just remind the people, or many of them don't know, that uh, the Lord began dealing with me way back in early August about something, a darkness, a scepter of darkness that was coming unto America. And so I was preaching it. Um, not only uh, locally and on my video outreaches, uh, but also I mentioned it, uh, I think, on Elijah streams before with Kelsey. Yeah. And uh, I did other interviews and just sharing that uh, something is coming. And I know that when this anti-Israel thing popped up in America and showed its ugly head, that that was part of the manifestation. Uh, but the Lord, the way this is, this is what he spoke to me when he first started showing me. He said, I have a warning for you and I have an encouragement for you. So the warning was about this, the, the terrorism, the fear, the hate, the shock, the persecution, the silencing, all the thing that's coming because we wouldn't have even considered that this would even be possible in the United States of America. Yeah. Um, but here's, the other part of it, the encouragement. Okay, let's don't focus on what the devil's doing. Let's see what Jesus is doing. Let's That's watch good. the form yeah. of the Lord through it. Um, is that he then spoke to me and he said that the Holy Spirit is equipping believers with anointings of supernatural boldness and love to counteract those things. He said, warrior voices will get louder. Increase glory for protection and tearing down strongholds. He said, warriors of truth and fire are emerging and that there's an anointing for increased love to counteract those. So the Holy Spirit is on the scene and he's moving through the body of Christ. And so that's the encouragement. I do know that there will be some other things that are coming up. Um, and so, you know, drop my glasses. Oh, we got him. We have to, so we have to be prepared for that. But don't be discouraged about it, people. Do not allow discouragement or fear or anything else come in. The point is the greater one indwells us. And God, they, they didn't surprise God, even right. if it surprised us. So God is on the move. He's going to use us because the power is in the body of Christ. Now, that kind of launches us then into the other point that I think is so miraculous and astounding to me personally, because of the way that the Lord has been dealing with me. Many of the viewers understand that not only do I teach on third heaven authority, but uh, the Lord has been giving me since 2018 what I call the Lion's Army Visions. And Stephen, these visions, he has mapped out what I call the repetitive cycles of the enemy, the demonic hordes, and how they operate and what they're doing in America. I saw it beginning in 2016, and it flows all the way up to um, what is now called the pro-Palestinian movement, uh, okay. which is not anti-Israel. Yeah. Um, but, and I've watched these things develop and unfold over the time. And then he also gave me the repetitive cycle of the kingdom of heaven, of God, and what he does to counteract those things. And so that's what I really wanted to share with the people. So without telling the visions, uh, I'll just explain that in these visions, and, and by the way, the way that the Lord deals with me sometimes, and he did in these, is that he would give me one vision. And then I would operate, I would learn from that. And then sometime, whether it's another week or it's another year later, 
He'll take me into the spirit. I'll have that exact same vision from beginning to end. Really? And then he'll add the next allotment on. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And then sometime later, another. And so the Lion's Army visions have been about five different allotments and installments and up to date. But here's the thing through all of it. He showed me this. He showed me that the enemy has a strategy that he has been successfully to some degree working in the United States and I'm sure around the world. And that is that there were three demonic hordes on that came on the battlefield. The first to advance against God, against America, is what he called the shriekers and the screamers. The shriekers and the screamers were noisemakers. Their power was in the screams. They um, all they did is cause noise, confusion, mm. intimidation, violence, all of this to cause so much cacophony, so much confusion to shock people and to think that something to cause them to believe that something is wrong. Something is amiss here. Uh, and they just so they're just attack. like, in a sense, they're, they're in a vacuum or, or and they're on their demonic assignment and they just start shrieking and screaming to cause confusion and fear and all that. that that's their, it's like everything they're doing is for the reason of making you scared or worried yeah. or anxious. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, I will say this, the lion's army was raised up by the spirit of God. Lion's army meaning believers yeah, and the hosts of heaven working together. In the vision, they were raised up in the spirit over the head, sim- symbolically showing third heaven authority from above rather than meeting them on the linear level. It's mm. from heaven's wisdom and viewpoint and yeah. power. And so there was warfare. So here's the thing. When that particular army was minimized the warriors were bringing forth the uh, lion's army warriors when they spoke against them fire came out of their mouths okay i'll talk about that in a minute so shriekers and screamers fire well after the shriekers and screamers began to subside a bit then the second army that was released demonic horde was called lion unity now, these are words that the Lord gave me, names, yeah. in, in the visions. Yeah. Lion unity. And lion unity was not uh, godly unity. It was ungodly. It was fleshly, worldly, appeasing people, agreeing with the demons. There was a power of deception that was mm. there. That was their whole uh, purpose. In other words... The enemy sends the shriekers and screamers out to cause so much intimidation, violence, that people now are willing to accept line unity because, oh, wow, anything to stop that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we'll give yeah. in. And so it was a trick of the enemy. And then after those who were experienced in fighting line unity, those mature warriors came to the front. They defeated that and it began to wane. Then the third demonic horde that came was called punishers and enforcers. Because the people that gave in to line unity now had to be punished. It was kind of a bloodlust or the enforcement of the devil's tactics coming into their lives. So the main thing I want the listeners to understand here is this, re- this cycle has repetitively happened. I've watched it unfold. Uh, it began when Trump was elected in 2016, and then in 2017 okay. when he took office. What happened? The shriekers and the screamers yeah, came isn't in. That, isn't that the truth? Who can, who doesn't remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And then what? Line unity. Oh, this is the way that you know we can appease them, and now we can bring things down to line unity, and you know people will swallow anything. And then after that, the punishment. Look at all the punishment stuff that started coming. Hmm. Well, then it also happened in the Kavanaugh confirmation. 
in 2018. It happened in the BLM riots. It happened with the so-called January 6th um, insurrection. Uh, it happened when the Supreme Court then was uh, overturning Roe versus Wade. It happened with the trans movement. It's now happening with the anti-Israel protests that are going on. It happened in family strife and division in households and in mm. families all around the nation. It was a repetitive cycle over and over and over again. Intimidate, deceive, punish. And it's just been happening over and over. And the Lord said, the people, my people, need to come against this. Well, how do you come against this? Well, fire was used by the uh, righteous army against the shriekers and screamers. Fire symbolizing the power of God. It's a power confrontation, miracles, demonic deliverances, all these things. And then against the lying unity, when they spoke against them, instead of fire, it was light that came out of their mouths. So what is light? Light is truth. It's God's word. It's spiritual discernment to counteract that. And then when the punishers and enforcers were coming and we spoke against them that uh, it wasn't fire or light now, it was wind. And wind is the move of the spirit of God. It's a manifestation of the glory of God that's coming. And so, like I mentioned to you, just now about examples about yeah. you know, like Trump being elected and Kavanaugh yeah. and anti-Israel protests and all that. You know, the Lord took me to the scripture and he said, here, I want you to know. And I've studied these things for probably uh, almost 40 years, but it never tied in until the Lord revealed this to me just in the last couple of months, Steve. And he said, that's what happened in the book of Acts. And he said, the repetitive cycle that I have within my church, the ecclesia, to counteract those demonic hordes is this. He took me to the second chapter of Acts, and mm. he showed me this cycle. Now, one more time, real quickly, is that the cycle, the repetitive cycle of the enemy is that it starts off with the shrieks, the violence, the intimidation. And then it moves on to line unity, get people to accept anything in order to make the shrieking stop. Hmm. And then it moves on to the punishment and, uh, and the enforcement of the devil's agenda against people and against America. Well, the Lord said this. He said, here's the cycle that I used in the book of Acts in order to stop that and to build the church. Hmm. So what was the cycle? I'll explain the cycle to you, and then I'll just reference the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. Okay? The cycle is, it started on the top with a miracle. Yeah. A miracle of God. That drew people's attention, number two. It gathered a crowd, and then it opened an opportunity for the preaching of the word, number three. And then in response to that, number four, people were saved, mass evangelism. Wow. And then that launched it back to the top for the next miracle, the next gathering, the next preaching, the next salvation, the next miracle, repetitively throughout the book of Acts. Good. And so what I'm saying here, Steve, um, and I'll reference these in just a minute, sure. is that we must understand that if we're going to do effective spiritual warfare against this repetitive cycle of Satan in America, then it has to be supernatural, not born of the mind, not a cerebral exercise, not things that we are going to step out. Now, it's okay to step out. Let your body follow what you pray about. Do what the Spirit leads but you have to do it first God's way in the spiritual realm. And so prayer is necessary, decreeing, all of that. But I want the people to understand that just like in the book of Acts, this is the way that Jesus, this is 
because I can take every one of these cycles and go back then in the gospel yeah. and show how they worked in Jesus's life and how he trained his disciples to do that. And so now in the book of Acts, what happens is that the Holy Spirit comes. Man, there's fire leaping on their heads. There's a sound of heaven. They're praying in tongues. They're speaking. The divine miracle happens. And then what happened? Everybody around them heard it. Yeah. Number two, Peter preached. Number three, people were saved. Number two, and then you go into the third chapter of Acts, and you find that the lame man is healed. The miracle appears. And then after that, it catches people's attention. They want to know. The word was preached, and then people were saved. And then it goes into chapter 4, where it talks about uh, how that they prayed. First of all, they, they were locked into prison. Yeah. Uh, and then they were released, forbidden to preach in the name of Jesus anymore. They went back to the prayer meeting. What did they do? They all got together and they prayed. Lord, send more power. You know, they said, yeah. grant unto us boldness that we might preach by you performing miracles and healing in the name of Jesus Christ. They knew that the healing, the miracle was the door opener. It was the way of counteracting all of the stuff that the enemy was doing. You go into chapter five. And then you find Ananias and Sapphira drop hmm. dead. Fear yeah. comes upon them, catches everybody's attention. They preach the word of God. People are saved. And it goes all the way through the book of Acts doing the same thing. Praise God. And so that's, that's what I'm saying to people right now is that, man, do all that people are, are praying right now. Stand up against it. Use your third heaven authority, binding, loosing, however you want to describe it. But if we do not pick up the methodology that the Holy Spirit uses, then we're not going to be as effective. We have to. I've been telling people, you know, just go out and seize every opportunity. Find somebody to pray for. Man, if yeah. somebody needs healing. Uh, you know, those people that are against you and the ones that are shrieking the loudest and, and line unity and all these things that are coming at you from family members or from, uh, you know, governmentation or anything that's happening. Find a way to release the power of God in there, man. I want the power of God. I want miraculous happening. I want people healed. I was preaching on this uh, uh, just last Sunday. And we prayed for people afterwards. And this one lady who was a visitor, she came up and she said, she said, she, first of all, she just took and, and held up this apparatus hmm. that was in her hand. And I said, what's that? And she said, I'm healed. She said, my right, my knee and my hip. When you prayed for me, it instantly was healed. All the popping and the pain and everything left. And she went, I, I assume she went into the restroom and came back with her brace hmm. and held it up for everybody to see. You know, God is in the miracle working business. I'm preaching hot and heavy right now, Steve. Yeah, that's good. But that's the thing I want to encourage everybody. You can do that. It's the miraculous that changes things. You know, yeah. your voting has to follow the miracles in your faith. Everything that you do, step out in, whatever your vocation is, whatever the Lord has led you into. Mine's preaching, yeah. obviously. So I do that. But all of those things have to be followers of the miraculous faith that you have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's what changes things. People that are out there, they want an encounter. So you have some you you said earlier, you know, yeah, let's go ahead and pray and decree and all those things, but the but is if you're not doing things that invite the miracle, you won't get the miracle probably. And if you don't get the miracle, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to thwart the things that the enemy's doing right now. Am am I saying that about uh, about right? I think so. I'll I'll change the wording just slightly. Yeah. 
Now, if you want to be exponentially more effective, okay. then start doing the miracles. Okay. You know, there's a certain amount that we can do by our own power or by our own faith. But man, when you add in the Spirit of God and His miraculous power, uh, it's like I said, you know, Jesus uh, and His disciples, His apostles, were born into a world that was just as troubled as, as ours today. Uh, there was fear, there was violence, mm. uh, there was oppression, uh, there was sin. Uh, everything that you can name that can go wrong in the world was there. And when they came, they didn't rise up. Now, I'm going to word this carefully. Okay. They didn't just run for political office, which is a good thing for Christians to do. They didn't just intellectually try to talk people into believing something different, which can be a good thing to do. No. The church was born in power. It was a direct power confrontation and power evangelism that changed the world. And if that's the way Jesus and his apostles did it, then why would we think we can do it differently? No, we have to do it the exact same way. And what I really encourage people to do is just step out, particularly if they're not experienced and they haven't done this before. I remember the first person that I prayed for. Thank God they got healed, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know what I was doing either. All I knew is the word said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I read that scripture. I heard a sermon. I went, that's true. And so I just prayed. And, and here's the thing. I had faith in the name of Jesus and in the word. I yeah. didn't have faith in my ability to do it or my prayers because I'd never done it before. So what I did is I just prayed, Lord, in the name of Jesus, your word says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Here's the sick. Here's my hands. Here's the recovery. I just prayed. And it didn't have to be a long, drawn-out prayer. Sometimes yeah. we get caught up in preach praying or trying to somehow convince ourselves by much speaking. You know, it was, it was just those short, hot prayers like Jesus and his apostles prayed. Be healed in Jesus' name. You know, and, and just expect God to show up. That's good. Is there, Mike, is there something, what I'm hearing, as I'm beginning to wonder, never, this is new to me, uh, but is there something in the fact that the more chaos the enemy's throwing at you, the more that's a really neat environment for, for God to work miracles? Is it almost fertile ground for miracles when there's when you got chaos and screaming and screeching? I, I don't know. What would you say? It almost sounds like it's inviting Perfect. miracles. Yeah, Steve, what a way to word it. I hadn't thought of that wording. And yes, I agree with you, is that the more shrieking and screaming, the more chaos, uh, even line unity and, and all the other things that are going on, yes, that's the fertile ground. I mean, you instead of retreating, meet it head on with the power of God. That's good. Praise God. You know, I've yeah, had yeah. so many people over the years, you know, you've had experiences, all of us, Varying things. I remember one time I was praying for a gentleman who um, um, was was a white collar worker. He was an executive in a large company, and he had been raised in church, but he went to college. You know, he decided that he was getting too intellectual, uh, and and he would know better, so he left the faith. And so, about twenty years later, here I am talking to this guy. Hmm. And uh, the Holy Spirit on the inside of me just says, you know, you can't intellectually meet it uh, because he has all his defenses. He thinks he's too intellectual to believe yeah. in God at this point. He's yeah. not going to do it. Yeah. And so he said, just minister to his heart, bypass his mind, minister to his heart. So I opened myself up and I said, OK, what am I supposed to do? Words of knowledge began to come to me. I looked right at him. And I reached over and I put my hand on his chest. And this is part of the supernatural, the gifts of yeah. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, and I said, your head tells you no. 
But what are you feeling right down here in your heart? In your heart, you know that what I'm telling you is true. In your heart, you have a craving. God was opening his heart. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Yeah. And I, and as I talked to him, he was looking at me and with his mouth, he was saying, no, I don't believe that. I don't believe in God. I don't believe any of those things anymore. But tears began to run down his Whoa, cheek. Oh, really? Really? Right in the middle of the, even though his words While were... While I'm talking to him, praying wow. for him. Wow. And then, and wow. then he stopped. And he just began to cry. And I said, okay, <laughs> come home, brother. Come home. And I prayed with him. And he repented and let Jesus come back into his life in a full way. And up until there, the last time I talked to him was probably 10... 20 years after that, he was still serving the Lord. Really? Wow. The supernatural will come against these things. I had a man one time come up to me. He was uh, actually, he came to the house, knocked on the door, opened the door. And I believe it was a, I'm trying to remember, it was a Jehovah's Witness, I'm sure. And, uh, And he started to give me the spiel. And so there's no way intellectually that I can actually meet this guy and convince him of anything. Right. He's following his training. He's out there doing his stuff, man. And, and he has an answer that that's been told him to give to anything that I'm going to say. Yeah. And so I just looked at him and the Lord started talking to me. And I said, you know, brother, I am a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't believe the way you are. And uh, the Lord wants you to be delivered from the error that you're caught in. And this is the way that the Lord wants to deliver you by telling you this. And I started just reading him. You know, in uh, five years ago, you were involved in an automobile accident wow. and it hurt and injured your back. And that back has been bothering you recently. And, and, and I started just talking to him about all these things. Man, his eyes got big. And he started backing up and really? I just followed him and he went down <laughs> off the porch and he's oh backing up and there's a big tree right beside the sidewalk. And he backed into the tree and he looked at me, you know, and his eyes were just huge. And, and uh, he turned and he ran. Oh as fast as he, I never saw the man again. So I don't know what happened. I believe God got him. I believe he would save. <laughs> But that stopped him in his track, opened his heart. I could go on with story. Well, and even story. without knowing for sure whether he got saved or not, what you discovered is that by giving him revelation from God's throne about him, utterly freaked him out. He had no argument against it, no prepared response to, the, to your question. He was undone by revelation about himself. And so that he couldn't even, he had to run. He was probably overwhelmed. I, I'm, I tend to believe he got saved eventually too, if not the next minute. But, but what I'm blown away with is that revelation from your mouth to his ears completely changed the environment for, for the whole, his world, basically. Exactly. And you know, I was raised in the Southern Baptist denomination. Yeah. And uh, praise God, I received Jesus. That was wonderful. Then got baptized in the Holy Spirit. We had to leave uh, because they didn't believe in speaking in tongues, those kind of things. Um, But uh, when I came among spirit filled people, I began to realize that the power of God changes. Here's here's something that is absolutely true, Steve. And I have the documentation. Yeah is that right now in the earth today, 20% of all new converts are led to the Lord by believers who are not spirit filled in the sense of speaking in tongues, the charismatic experience and so forth. But 80% of all new believers that come to the Lord 
are from the ministries and the prayers of those who are spirit-filled. What I'm saying is the effectiveness. I mean, that tells you a story. That's a sermon right there. That's where the power of God is. That's the thing that's going to meet head-on power encounters, all of the stuff that's going on right now. And so, you know, when I see all of the pro-Palestinian things that are going on, anti-Israel things that are going on right now, I I have a lot of different reactions or responses to it in the sense of of how wrong it is and people need to learn and what can I do to counteract that? And then on the inside of me, it's like, Holy Spirit, knock them. Holy Spirit, save them. Holy Spirit, bring somebody into their lives. Holy Spirit, we need power encounters, miracles, signs, and wonders. We know from Scripture that thousands of people can be saved as a result of a miracle of God. We've seen it. Reinhard Bonnke holds the record, so to speak, if we want to call that, in his ministry in Africa of one million converts in one meeting. Wow. Because of the power of God. Wow. The power of God opens the door. It changes everything. And that's what we as spirit-filled believers need to be looking for right now. Steve, I believe it. Get into the street. Start looking for excuses. You know, when CK and I first started into these things, it was not just ministry. I mean, we started ministering with our friends and getting them healed, saved, baptized in the Holy Spirit because of the power of God. Yeah. But after long, you know, you kind of run out of friends. You've gone through them. So <laughs> we started looking for them. See, as a Baptist, I was trained how to door knock with four spiritual laws. But now as a spirit-filled b- believer, I'm going into the world. I'm, I'm in the bank. You know, we go to the grocery store. We go to the hospital. Nice. We're yeah. looking for people to pray for and to bring the love and the power of God to. That's the attitude that we as believers have to have. And every one of our listeners right now can do it. If they've never prayed for anybody before, I was there once. You were there once. Yeah. Pray. Just say, I want to pray with you about that. Begin to pray and watch the healing power of God begin to manifest and move. Take the step of faith. And I'll even say this, Steve, if it doesn't appear to manifest the first time, then you pray the second time, you pray the third time. Are you talking about, about are you talking about like uh, in the grocery store, you pray once and nothing happens, you pray again right there? Is that what you're saying? Or are you talking about on a different... Yeah, or I didn't know if you're talking about a different. Yeah, event, actually, what I was event. talking about uh, in uh, in my mind at that point was that if the first person you pray for doesn't right. okay. appear to get it, then you pray for the second. Thank right. you for the clarification, and then yeah. you pray for the third, and yeah. you just keep going because in my mind, I prayed they have to be healed. It's going to manifest. You know, Mark eleven. Believe in your heart that those things you say shall come to pass and you shall have what you say shall have time element. I don't care if it's one second or if it's one day, whatever. I'm not going to worry about that because my job wasn't to get them healed. My job was to pray the prayer of faith and let God do the work. And so you just keep going. You keep practicing. God loves it when we practice. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not nothing's wasted. Even if the person doesn't respond, that doesn't mean they won't respond five minutes later after you walk away. I mean, you know, yeah, we have uh, you're 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 saying a mouthful, really, when you're saying it's not your job to do this or that. It's just to exercise faith. That's your job, and pray. And his his job is to um, harvest it, so to speak. Is to whether it's the harvest is miracles. Or, or forgiveness in someone's life, or, a, you know, a healing of a broken bone, or whatever. Yeah, really good. Yeah, and that also includes when he said, you raise the dead, you heal the sick. That's right. You. Um, because, you know, the power's in us, but still it's his power flowing through us. 
Yeah. By the way, when you do that, Chris, you've been doing this for many decades. If because it says you heal the sick, when you when you if you were to walk up today and see someone that you wanted to pray for in the grocery store, and she says, "Well, my headache, my head just has been hurting." What would you? Is your prayer be healed, or is your prayer, Lord, in Jesus' name, please heal her? Well, how would how would you word your prayer now after decades of doing this? Uh, for the most part, I would say be healed. Okay. I would take that approach rather than asking God. I mean, even okay. Jesus in front of the tomb of Lazarus lifted his face to heaven and said, Lord, thank you that you hear me. He didn't say, Lord, do this. Yeah. Thank you that you hear me. Lazarus come forth. He spoke to the problem. So I'm going to speak to the problem. However, I try to be sensitive to the spirit. And if I can pick up on that somehow, whatever's going on, Jesus did this all the time. Yeah. Um, whatever's going on that person that's going to extract their faith, I'll go toward that. You know, Jesus spit in the dirt, made mud, and put it on a blind man's eyes. Another time with the uh, centurion, uh, he said, I'll speak the word only. Uh, the principle is healing. The application is spirit-led on what needs to be done. But if yeah. you don't have the application right off, then do the word and speak the healing. Good, good. You know, let me give you an example. It just came yeah. to mind. This will be yeah. quick. Um, the, one of the first miracles that I ever prayed for when I went in the ministry, when, when CK and I went full-time into the ministry, it was timed with an evangelistic crusade that our evangelism team was doing in Mexico. Okay. And so we were there in Mexico and um, our mentor who was the head of the team was preaching that night and uh, the, the hillside, it was just like Jesus, you know, when he was on the boat yeah. and all around the hills, there was 5,000 people in attendance Damn. there. Oh. And, uh, and there was a, a stage that was built, a platform. And so um, there was a miracle that happened. Just the very first person that he called up, a miracle happened, and the people got so excited, they started coming up on the platform. And the platform wouldn't hold all that weight. It started Ooh. to creak. And oh, so no. he did that, guys, help. And there was about like five other ministers, and CK was there with me, uh, uh, there in the team. And so we just went out around the crowd and started to pray for people so they would go there and get yeah. the pressure off of the platform. Yeah. And so CK and I made it to our spot. We had an interpreter. And the first person that came up, see, I'm, what I'm doing is in some sense, I'm trying to relate shriekers and screamers yeah. and stuff to this. Uh, and so there was, there was this lady that was being led by two other women, one on each arm, up okay. to me. And as soon as she got right in front of CK and I, she went into some kind of a seizure. Oh, wow. Just full on, ah, just really going. And right at that point, there was a challenge. Not only was this woman afflicted, not only was shriekers and screamers going to confront me and all the other stuff, and there's, but fear. They're trying to scare me out of it. You're going to look foolish here. What's going to happen? You know, all these kind of things that just kind of go through your mind like yeah. machine gun bullets just instantly. And it just something got a hold of me. And right in the midst of, of that, it only took like about maybe three seconds into this thing, five seconds. Hmm. I just, my hand shot out right onto her forehead. And I said, I rebuke you, demon. Come out of her in the name of Jesus Christ. Because I wanted to turn and run. Yeah. But the boldness of the Lord and the faith. And as soon as I took my hand off of her head, she stopped. Her eyes quit rolling to the back of her head. She came to herself. She looked at me and she said, gracias, and smiled. And they turned and walked away. We have to meet this. Power confrontation, what's going on in America today. Yeah. And with millions of believers, do it where you're at. You are a point of miracles. And all of these mir millions of miracle points 
can be released in our nation. And it will change what's going on because it'll open the door. Be ready then to lead them to the Lord. Really, really, really good, Mike. Mike, you want to, I know people there are watching this and they're going, man, I wish I had the boldness to take the first step. You want to just pray for people um, that very thing about boldness and anointing. And maybe some people would say, if I could just get boldness and a little help, you know, with my, yeah, I mean, just all of the above. Boldness seems to be the thing that if they had that, they could go. But uh, people are kind of sometimes shrivel up. So I would be glad to pray yeah. for boldness and for the anointing yeah. and everything. I yeah. would say one thing, though, is that realize that the way the Holy Spirit will lead you how to um, initiate this in each one of those situations. So when I say boldness, it's not the same. When I'm on, uh, on the platform preaching, the way I demonstrate it with boldness, that kind of boldness by preaching, I have maybe a prayer line, people come up and I lay hands on. I don't do that in the grocery store. Right. But I'm just as bold. I don't do that when I'm praying and ministering to somebody else, but I'm just as bold. But sometimes I'll do it like, you know, Jesus wants to heal you right now. Just let me hold your hand and pray with you, sister. Yeah. And yeah, God that took, that took boldness to do it. It was a quiet, quiet boldness, but it took boldness to be able to interrupt this woman's world in yes, a grocery store. Exactly. Yeah. So let's pray. Yeah. Hmm. Right now, I want you to just focus on the fact that you are a child of the living God. You are filled with the Holy Spirit, with the power yeah. of the Holy One of Heaven. He is there. The Holy Spirit is there. The Word of God is there. Your faith is there. Your authority is there. Yes, and I just pray right now. I'm going to pray for a release in just a second. But I pray that you would grasp it and that boldness would come. Yeah. You know, the early church prayed for boldness. There's nothing wrong with that. We yeah. all need it. But boldness can only come from knowing the word of God. Because if you try to base it on your own emotion and your own ability, then the enemy will come against that. Okay. Base it on scripture. The Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The Bible has all kinds of promises. And when you stand on that word, it's going to happen. But here's the thing. It's not only the word, it's also the spirit of God. Yeah. And so there's an anointing that's going to come on you when mm. I pray for you. Good. I want you to get ready to receive it, if you would. Receive this in the name of Jesus Christ. Father mm. God, right now, as I pray mm. for every one of the listeners, mm -hmm. Lord God, I pray for a spirit of boldness to come upon them, for an anointing to come deep from within and to rise up. And Lord, that they remember whose they are, as well as who they are in you and that the power is there to be released into other people's lives and that they get themselves off of their own hands but the other people and their needs to be predominant and that your power is flowing through them so i pray right now in the name of jesus christ for the anointing of boldness release mm. in jesus name Hit them hard, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Knock them every which way but loose. <laughs> Release. Yes, good. In Jesus' name. Receive it now. God bless you. Amazing. Thank you so much, Mike. Um, let's, okay, let's mention your book again. Maybe throw that picture up of Third Heaven Authority by Mike Thompson. And uh, is it best that they go to your website? Where should they go? The this? best place, just go to Amazon. Amazon, just like just like it said, yeah, just Amazon. Third Heaven Authority, Mike Thompson. Good, good, good. So I hope it's you also an it. audio book now, Steve. Oh, it is. So uh, yeah, either way. So we, yeah, some people don't like to read, but they like to listen to it. So that's good too. Very, very good. So, Mike, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Very rich with uh, good Holy Spirit content. That's you know, I'm I'm the 
I like it when I feel like I'm a captive audience, all an audience of one. You know, everyone else can listen in if they want to, but I'm soaking it up. You know, so well, all right, Mike. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. And uh, a quick reminder that tomorrow will be Donna Rigney, 11 o'clock Pacific. Don't miss Donna. She's always uh, speaking of rich. She also has a very rich revelation each time with for the Lord. So. All right, everybody, have a good day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank, thank you, you, Mike. God bless you. We'll see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.